Hello, Neighbors Church. Alexis here. Grace and peace to you today. I am so grateful and honored to be able to spend the next few moments with you in meditation and in contemplation. By way of reminder, contemplate is a time to slow down and settle our souls through embodied stillness. By becoming still and attuning our awareness to God, we are actually reminded in those quiet moments and brought into a deeper experience of loving union with Him. We are reminded of the loving relationship we have with our Father, that father-child relationship, safe and close. Stillness is the practice of the presence of God. We're not just emptying ourselves of everything, but we're actually coming into this moment, practicing the presence of God to be filled with the Spirit and to be sent out from these moments. I want to encourage you to use this time to release the past, to not fixate on the future, but simply be with God in this present moment. And in so doing, we're actually partnering with Him by consenting through pure faith to His work as we rest and receive. This past week at our Sunday gathering, we considered what it looks like to be a community of peacemakers in a culture of polarization. And the practice we drew from that teaching was actually the practice of hospitality. There is so much noise and political polarization, social media rants, QAnon conspiracies, and so forth that our culture is slowly unraveling. But we, the church, have been called to be peacemakers during this time. We are called to bring hope and the good news of Jesus. And we can do this from our dining room tables. For our meditation today, we're going to do an imaginative reading through Mark 2, uh, 15 through 17. With our imagination, we're actually going to place ourselves in the story and we're going to observe and listen. I'm going to read through the text slowly and then I'm going to ask questions for reflection and then we're going to close with prayer. So to begin our time, I'd actually encourage you to find a place where you can sit down and be still. With imaginative prayer, it's helpful to actually be in embodied stillness, literally like not moving. It helps us to really enter into what we're what we're meditating in. And so um, just find a spot where you can sit down and with palms facing upward in a posture of receiving together, let's invite the Holy Spirit to come and meet with us and commune with us. Holy Spirit, come. We pray that you would meet us in this place, that we would practice the presence of Jesus right now in this present moment. Help us to release our past to you. We pray for this moment that we could let go of the future and fixating on what may come and that we could commune with you, that you would remind us of the loving relationship that we have been invited into, this union with you, our perfect Father, we are loved children, you delighting in us, you singing over us, connecting with you. Come Holy Spirit. Go ahead and take a few deep breaths 
And in doing this, we're just calming our minds and our hearts in the presence of God. We often have so many things flooding our brains, so much information that it's important just to breathe and slow down, calming ourselves, becoming aware of the present presence of God. He is with us. As you are becoming aware of your breath, remember that the spirit, ruach, literally translated breath, in the beginning, the spirit breathed life into humans. Just take this moment as you are breathing to offer thanks for the life that is daily breathed into you moment by moment. You have life, you have breath, and your father says this is good. And now just beginning with the tops of our heads, I want to carefully encourage you to scan over your body slowly and carefully. Imagine just warm water being poured over you. This water that's cleansing and it's refreshing and it's making its way over every part of your being from the top of your head all the way down your arms, your chest, your back, over your legs, your knees, your calves, your shin bones, in between every single toe. As the water falls over you, imagine your worries and anxieties, maybe the fears that you carry just being washed away in this refreshing overflow. By pure faith, trust that in this moment you are safe to rest and receive. Oftentimes in these moments, we become aware of what's actually happening in our body. It's easy with distraction to ignore what we're physically experiencing, but in moments of stillness, we tend to see where we're carrying our burdens and concerns in our bodies. Some experience that in their chest. You might experience it in your shoulders or your gut. As you're just doing this slow and careful body scan um, and you're observing and considering what's happening in in your body, you might notice that you have tension in your shoulders. Jesus said, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. By pure faith, release those tensions. I would encourage you to physically breathe and relax your shoulders, just embodying a releasing of those tensions. Take a deep breath and breathe in the peace of God and exhale your concerns. Maybe you feel like you have a weight on your chest, this overwhelming heaviness on your chest. I'd encourage you just to imagine that weight, that heaviness like a ball that you're rolling back to Jesus in this moment. You're letting him take the burden. Just 
Just surrender it to him for this time. Psalm 68, 19 says, Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. Rolling that weight of despair, of depression, of anxiety back onto him. Let him bear your burdens today. And now for just a moment, I want to take about 15 seconds in silence as we prepare our hearts to hear Jesus' words. I'll be reading from Mark 2, 15 through 17. While Jesus was dining at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the scribes who were Pharisees saw Jesus eating with these people, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus told them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now with our imaginations, we're just going to slowly read through this text again, and we're going to place ourselves in the scene. So starting with verse 15, while Jesus was dining at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. I just want to encourage you to place yourself in this scene in your mind's eye. Fill it with as much detail as possible. Listen to the sounds whatever you want, what kind of detail you want to give it. Maybe you hear liquids being poured. You hear voices, people talking. There's house noises, hustling and bustling. Put as much detail into maybe even the smells. Maybe there's something, food, a fragrance, an aroma that you smell. Feel all the sensations of the heat and maybe it's clothing or the proximity to people. Add as much real-life detail as possible to this scene in Levi's house where Jesus is dining with tax collectors and sinners. It doesn't matter um, if you're watching from within or you're watching from a distance. What's beneficial is that you're experiencing the scene um, through your senses, through your body, in your mind. Now Jesus is sitting at a table eating a meal with all sorts of people from different backgrounds and different histories. And many of these people have decided to follow Jesus, to choose his way. What types of people are at this table? 
where are you in this scene? Are you watching from a distance? Are you actually seated at the table? In this specific context, the tax collectors were considered oppressors and enemies of the Jewish people. And the reference to sinners were literally like sex workers. So Jesus is reclining at the table with enemies and social outcasts and rejects. He is breaking bread with them. He's sharing a meal with them, the people that were considered scum of that time. How is Jesus responding to these people? What are the interactions of the people with him and with each other around the table? Where are you in the interactions? Mark goes on to say, when the scribes who were Pharisees saw Jesus eating with these people, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? To take this even further, I want you to picture the tax collectors and the sinners to be the very people you actually consider to be enemies. Maybe it's people with different political views. Maybe you consider the enemy to be someone who practices a different sexual ethic than you, or maybe they have no sexual ethic at all and you disagree with them. I want you to imagine the very person that you think doesn't deserve a spot at the table has been invited indeed to the table. Maybe you could even try to place people at the table that have made you feel like you're not welcome, that have kept you out of their circle. Maybe people at the table that have made you feel on the outside, they're sitting next to Jesus. How does that make you feel? Do you ask what the Pharisees ask? Why is he eating with them? Maybe even more personally, you're asking, why would he eat with me? On hearing the Pharisees say this, Jesus told them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. How does Jesus look at you when he says this? 
Are you sick and needy? And taking this further, who are the sick and needy people that you specifically have been called to? Jesus brought together all of these people over a mill, breaking bread, drinking wine. The table was set, and each of them were invited in. They were given a place at the table with Jesus. The invitation was extended towards those that needed him, sinners, tax collectors, scum, people like you, people like me. We have all been welcomed to the table. As Jesus followers, each of us have our own tables that we can welcome the sinner to. The very same hospitality that was extended to us, we can extend to others. We are admonished by Jesus' example to re-envision our homes as outposts, these lights in the city the city on a hill, our homes, the city on a hill, these outposts of the kingdom of God in our neighborhoods and our tables are tangible expressions of love for our enemies, our neighbors, our sisters and brothers. Each of us have been sent to convert the enemy into a guest and then for that guest to become a brother and a sister. As you go about the rest of your day, observe and think about the lavish hospitality that has been extended to you. By pure faith, tend to those moments with gratitude and thanksgiving. And then I would encourage you to consider who are you being called to welcome to your table? Now go and walk with God your Father in the power of God the Holy Spirit through the grace and mercy of God the Son forever. Amen. Shalom, friends.